are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get it in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays win yet another series, this one a little bit more hard fought than some of the others, improving their record to an AL best 28 and 13 and extending their AL East lead to five and a half games over the wait for it, the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> As the Yankees are in third place, have dropped to third place in the AL East in our six and a half back. What a what a great last eight days for the standings mm-hmm. for, for the race in, in a race perspective. It's pandemonium um, for for the Yankee fans right now. If you look at any Yankee post, Yankee video, it's really you, you want comedy. Mm-hmm. Watch Yankee videos right now. It's hilarious. They're just sounding the alarm. It's it's fantastic to be a race fan right now. You poke the bear. Don't throw at Mike Brousseau's head. Hey, I'm telling there you. you. Go. Wait, yeah. yeah. Uh, that uh, yeah. The Yankees. I have no no sympathy for them whatsoever. Um, by the way, this is uh, our recurring Monday segment where we give our takeaways, observations from the weekend. Okay, so my first takeaway has to be my weekend pick, Willie Adamas. I think it's time to admit for race fans that Willie Adamas does not like to hit at the trop. It's I have to ring the bell on this. You guys can disagree with me, mm-hmm. but the numbers are not pretty. This weekend, he went 0 for 8 with 7, 7 strikeouts. This is his line at the trop. In 2009, he hit 204 with a 557 OPS. 2020, 189 with a 617 OPS. Uh, what is that that you say always, Kevin? No bueno? This yeah. is no bueno. This is no bueno. And it's interesting because you made Willie Adamas your weekend pick. That was very curious on Friday, I must say. I thought he would turn it around. There's, I, I always think... This is the time that Willie's going to make the trop mm-hmm. a hittable place for him. But he just does not like it. I don't know if it's the, the batter's eye. He, he, he really doesn't like the routine to get to the ballpark is not uh, fun or just normal to him. I, I, I don't know what it is. Definitely. It, it has to be something is going on. Because if you look at the away splits, uh, they're nice. They're right. really nice. But the home, I mean, my gosh. It, there's, there's Zunino numbers. It's really starting to become something that's not just a small sample size anymore. We can't just poo-poo it and say, oh, it's, you know, that's baseball. Let's, let's wait for it to even out. No, it's evened out. We know that he does not hit well 
at the yeah. drop. This is pretty much a verified fact. And at first, we discussed this at length last year because it clearly was an issue. And I thought, and I think some people, you might have agreed with me, that maybe it was the you know, the lack of a fan presence environment. He doesn't right. have the big lights. It's not a big moment per se. It's hard to get up for a game when there's 10,000 fans instead of 35,000 fans at Yankee sure. Stadium. But we've learned there's there's no fans in any stadium right now. So it's right. not really that. I think it's got to be something with the lighting. It's got to be something with his vision and how, like you said, the batter's eye and maybe how – he sees right-handed pitching out of there. And I think maybe it's one of those, it kind of matriculates into a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will, of, well, now it's in his head. Home. Yeah. I can't, exactly. And it's baseball is such a mental thing. Go back to the Yogi Berra quote. It, it's like a golfer <laughs> with the yips. I can't make a yeah. four foot putt. I'm never going to make a four foot putt again. And it Why just becomes home? a thing. Yes. Oh man. Oh, we're at home. I never hit at home. I'm, I'm probably going to struggle. Yeah. And then that just, you know, that keeps I going. I tell you what, that could be, this could actually turn out to be a benefit for the Rays down the road. And I'll tell you why it could be a little bit of a trade negotiation piece <laughs> where, Hey, we know Willie doesn't hit at home. He hits everywhere else, but he does not hit it at the trop. Buddy, and we have, we, we have a deal. No wander insinuations uh, on this podcast for 2020. We did, get a, we did get a comment from Joshua <laughs> Garner on Twitter. We love Joshua Garner. Yes, we uh, do. He brought up the point about would the Rays consider moving Willie to third and uh, Wander playing shortstop if and when Wander gets the call and both these guys are on the same team. I would say no to that. I say if as long as Willie's in a Rays uniform – He's playing shortstop. Wander's right. playing third. Wander's playing second. Wander's yeah. playing in the outfield. The only time Wander is playing shortstop, if Willie Adamas is still on the team, is if Willie Adamas is having an off day. If he's yeah. if he's if he's getting rest that right. day. I think that's the only reason they would. I, I don't think you're not. I don't you're not moving Willie. Yeah, yeah. No. They, you're moving. You might, major you might move a starter yeah. for as a shortstop. You don't move the, for for the minor leaguer. I'm right. sorry. You just don't do that. I don't you, care if it's the second coming. Nobody does that. He's going to stay put. Yes. The The only way Willie is moving is if he's moving to another team. Right. I could see Wander playing shortstop, and it's like, okay, we can't come to a long-term deal or agreement with Willie Adamas. All right, here's our, here's our shortstop of the future, Wander Franco. Now, my third takeaway, enough Wander talk for today. Um, Always got to get in some Wander talk once a week. That's uh, <laughs> that's a requirement. And in fact, the bosses upstairs said it. You've got to yeah. talk about Wander Franco. It's right. part of it, it's it's a it's a it's a ratings driver, if you will. Our our, our ratings <laughs> increase like twenty five percent whenever we say Wander Wander yeah. Franco. Whenever those oh, words are more uttered, listens. it's like yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, we actually have a quota of the amount of time that we need to say Wander. I've got it on wander. my notes here. I've got to say wander at least two times. Wander. This week. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I think wander. we've got wander in. Okay, we've, yeah. we've got our wander talk in for the yeah. week on a Monday, so no less. I'm so. going gonna, gonna to wander okay. away from him uh, for number three here. Yes. Look, I brought Willie Adamas because somebody else was a really good weekend pick. That is the unicorn. Or, as Carlos on Twitter was mentioning, the Raz. How about that? The okay. Raz. Uh, what about uh, here? I've got a third nickname possibly. Okay. What is it? A Ross and Beans. <laughs> no, no good. No bueno. Wow. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. But you I have mean, to spell it right. But you have to spell it right. 
I know that is true. We we got to work. Well, you got to a spell it right and b pronounce it right, and that's been a there problem for. It's gonna be it's double R. Yeah, far. you're gonna have a, a, an issue with that. Look, uh, he went off, man. Five for six, two home runs. You saw it all. The dude's got speed. He's got pop. He's entertaining to watch. This is going to be a thrilling player for the race. But this is my observation. Yes. The biggest thing that we have to see with Randy is how he patrols the outfield, especially center field. Because if he's able to do that while rating highly defensively in the outfield with a lot of range, with a good glove, with a good arm, that's the final nail in the coffin of having KK as a Ray. If, if Randy can do with what he can at the box and he can give you a positive defensive mm-hmm. output as a center fielder, you don't look back. Right. You don't look back. That's oh, The overall value is there. We're going to miss the KK uh, yes. place out there, of course. I mean, he, he's jaw-dropping ability, but the unicorn is coming. I've got a question about that, and I think, and I agree with you on that note. And I know I've I've read some scouting reports where they say that he profiles better as a corner outfielder than a center fielder. But quite frankly, he's got the athleticism to play anywhere. I mean, you could just play. You could do. He is a guy you could use a two man outfield with, and it would work to perfection. I think. But do you think the language barrier at all would uh, prevent that, or that's not really an issue of him playing center field? What do you mean? Because he, I, they, they say that that's kind. Of, he doesn't speak English, of course. I didn't know if right. maybe if you've got, you know, Meadows and left field or whatever. But I guess if, if it doesn't really matter if if they're already putting a Rosarina out there with right KK I see and you. so on. I see you. I think. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, when when there's a little bit of a of a problem there, language um, with the language skills. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, honestly, dude, you can say three words and mine is one yeah. of them got it <laughs> you know, I mean, but really it, i think they've got the little note cards now this is where you stand when this exactly. batter is up and then see ball catch ball that's what it comes ball. down to i that's, guess that's what it is right i i don't think so i think that could be an issue to work in the off season and again look if he's good at it uh, you you don't play with it. Uh, it's kind of like Willie Adamas. If he's good at shortstop, you don't play with that. That's your spot. Right. If Randy can handle center field, the English is going to come, and that's that's just going to come with time. Bye, KK. See ya. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you, did did that did that observation pop into your head after Kiermaier didn't make the uh, air Kiermaier play in right center that the uh, warning track the ball slips out of his glove as he's uh, trying to On- look for it. Honestly, I wasn't even upset. That that was going to be one of his best ones ever. Right, yes. That was going to be insane. Yeah. But it seems like he's just, again. No, he's just less like half a step, maybe like half I know. a step. Once he's 30. I, the Once eye test. 30. The eye test. I know people hate the eye test, but whatever. My so you still eye need test. scouts. You need a balance of the numbers, the algorithms, and you need guys who can watch the game and evaluate the game yes. in person. By the way, with Randy Rosarina, um, over the course of a 162-game season, mm-hmm. do you think he's a 2020 guy, 30-30 guy, 25-30, 25-40 guy? He's, we, we see on paper and in, in, in the field, 
everywhere we see the the power speed combo. What do you think his potential is there over the course of 162? I think 2020 is 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 a good goal for him. Right. I did read that he gets um, bad uh, reads from the pitchers, so because his caught stealing percentage is is quite high. Right. So I think he needs to tighten up the the when do I go, how do I go, you know, who's catching, who's behind the plate, what's their pop time. I think there's a little bit more to that. And again, he's a young kid. And yeah. again, maybe it's the, the the language barrier that that with the mm-hmm. scouting and all that, you know, can can become a little bit more refined as time goes on. But I think 2020 is a good goal for him. Uh, you can see it. He's got definitely 20 homer pop. Are you missing uh, Kefasi to it all, or you totally moved on after seeing? No, that I, I, I think um, no. I I don't think people. Again, I think people are equating Cafecito leaves for Randy. I think that's not the case at all. I thought so, that's what it was. They're like, we just got to get rid of Cafecito so we can it's call not, up Randy. Because it, it's not – I'm not seeing it like that. I really am not. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it separate things. Cafecito was just not given the, the, the chance. And Randy is a completely different player than Cafecito. I mean, 100% guys. Yeah, uh, the outfield – <laughs> I mean, way, boy, I think way better ultimately in value. But let's be honest, when did we ever see Cafecito in the outfield? Not once. Don't equate Cafecito goes out for Randy because they're not even playing the same position. Yeah, because Cafecito can't play in the outfield. So he well, that's, well, that's, his value it, I know, but I'm saying like it's not the same trait. It wasn't an outfielder for an outfielder. You I know? thought it was a righty bat for a righty bat, sort of. That, yeah, but not position-wise. You know what I'm saying? I, I think because Cavacito doesn't have a position. Well, exactly. It's if it's if it were Hunter Renfro, and then you put in Randy, I'm like, okay, that is player for player. It's a right-handed bat for a corner outfield spot. But I don't see the connection there with Cavacito and and Randy. Okay, I really he, don't. here's how I see the connection: is in trading Cavacito and calling up Randy. You get, therefore, more opportunities for Randy Rosarina and less opportunities for Hunter Renfro. Renfro, your spot, you're on the bench. I'm sorry. We got Randy. That's what's happening. And, and, and that's what Hunter's going to have to watch out for his, his job. He needs to kind of heat it up a little bit. Yes. I, you know, we said on Twitter, 100 at-bats, you don't really want to judge a lot of people on 100 at-bats, but Hunter, you got to <laughs> step it up, bud. Yeah, you really do. Randy's Especially coming. That is, he's Randy's already coming. here. How is how did they put MLB.com put Randy Rosarina as the 19th prospect in the Rays farm system? How do they come up with this on their top 30 list? They put him behind Kevin Padlow, Taylor Walsh, Josh Nick Lowe, Schnell, yeah, Moses Gomez, Alika Williams. Is it because he's a little bit older? But then that doesn't make sense because Brennan McKay is a top three prospect in the Rays farm. I, I don't get this. At all, it's really, it's really quite mind-boggling. I don't get it. whatever he's producing, and and we should be happy for that. We should sure. be thrilled that he's getting more at bats. Yes. All right, I will give you my takeaways and observations, but first, got to tell you about Roman.com. Look, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it, brush it off, or blame ourselves, saying things, "Oh, I lost my mojo," or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, "I had a long day at work," or. Sorry, honey, I am just not feeling it. You're just making excuses like Yankees fans all the time. 
But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash MLB and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So right now, go to roman.com slash MLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, Ulysses. Uh, my takeaways from the weekend. The first thing was, and I know you're going to disagree with this, but I continue to love the extra inning rule. Ugh. The ghost runner. No. What you say on Twitter, what you put out on Twitter is not indicative necessarily of my opinions. Let me throw that out there. That is mostly Ulysses with the Locked on Rays Twitter content. This is so the if thing, you have, though. Uh, if you have a disagreeing opinion on uh, our Locked on Rays Twitter account, please uh, send all complaints to at Zambrano Ulysses on Twitter. Thank you. This, Yeah, this is the thing. People don't know who, which one of us is tweeting. So, yeah. like, when you say an opinion, I say an opinion – you know, it, it, it gets conflicting. Maybe we should just, just put a uh, little dash Kevin, dash Ulysses. If oh, it's no. like uh, if it's uh, a hard hitting opinion or we just make people guess. No, we got to make people guess. I think that's that's the fun. And they're like, is that Ulysses? Is that Kevin? Huh? You know? Yeah, I think that's uh, better. So speaking of the extra inning rule, I have an idea and I want to see if you bite on this. OK, okay. We know that there's, of course, an issue or MLB wants to address the issue of super long games, three and a half, four hour games, so on and so forth. What about this? Okay, say you play nine innings and you complete and you're tied. Of course, you're you're going to extra innings, but the length of the game is under three hours. So you play the 10th inning straight up. And then, oh. then on until you cross the three-hour game length plateau, you continue to play straight up. Say it's a big pitcher's duel, and uh, the game's been going on two hours forty-five minutes, and you're in the eleventh inning. You get through 11, 11 innings. You st- you play the twelfth straight up. It's not until you cross the three-hour plateau do you start that next inning with a ghost runner. Does that make uh, sense? I think that's better. Let's say, for example. At two hours and 58 minutes, and it's going to be in the 11th inning, that whole 11th inning has to be played straight yes. through. No, that's and then on the be. next one, then you start with the runner. I love it. Yes. I, I That's way better than what's going on right now. But, 100%. If, but on the other side, say it's a nine-inning game, and it's, it's just dragging on. It's a Yankees-Red right. Sox game. And you are three hours and twenty minutes, and you just got through the ninth inning, and you're tied. Sorry, guys, we're right. going to the ghost runner rule in the tenth inning, and that's the way yeah. it's going to be. So maybe is that a little bit of a compromise there? That's better. I like old it. school baseball and new school base. I, I, I've got to say, I've 
with this extra inning rule, I've been watching so much more baseball, so much more late inning baseball. Like I've been watching more National League baseball because it's like I mean, there's going to be a payoff. And I feel like that brings in the casual fan that doesn't want to, who knows how long this game's going to, I know for the most part, a game's going to be over in 20 to 30 minutes with the ghost runner rule. You know, you know what would be really interesting to see is with this new rule, how many games What's the percentage of games that have ended the first inning with the ghost runner? Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, how many runs are actually scored with the extra inning rule? And actually, right. I'll add a third one. How many teams, how many, what's the percentage of home team wins with this extra, extra runner rule? Those three things I would like to see. That's very interesting. We'll get our uh, host of interns. We've got like eight interns <laughs> back here just uh, working the yeah. laptops, finding that that answer for us. No, that'd yeah. be a good question. Maybe email uh, somebody at Fangraphs or Baseball Prospectus or I'd like to or see something that. like that. Because I don't think there, we've seen games go into the 14th or 15th inning, right? A I lot think of them have mostly... been 11th by right. that's 11th, 11th 12th, or 12th. That's it. Yeah. And I want to see how many runs – get through the plate and also is this rule beneficial to home teams the most because i think it is i think it's a psyche thing of oh the marlins just scored one guys we have a free runner on second just get that man in that's it that's our job tie it up and then if we if we get to tie it up that most likely could mean that we have another guy on base to yeah. finish the game off. I don't know. I think it's... I think this rule's here to stay. Home. I'll say that, though. Because no matter what, you're going to get the diehard baseball fans. Ulysses Zabrano, no matter what, is going to watch baseball. But being <laughs> able to lure in those casual fans, all right, I'll check this 10th inning out of this uh, Pirates-Cardinals game that's on Fox Sports 1. I know it's going to be sounds over rough. Soon. That sounds like a rough, rough matchup there. Okay, I'll give you a better matchup. But still, <laughs> you get my point. My point... Yeah. How about this, too? I think that... There's a little bit of a method to the madness with the Rays, knowing that this ghost runner rule is in place. The the trade for Brett Phillips, getting a really speedy guy and mm-hmm. making sure you're you've got Randy Rosarina on this roster, you can do some really creative things yes. with the ghost runner rule. I was thinking about it in yesterday's game, where I believe you had Brett Phillips at third, or no, maybe it was Yeah, and Kiermaier on first. Yeah. Could, could you have seen a double steal situation? <laughs> that would have been really cool. Yeah. The Marlins pretty much have to say, all right, we got to give Kiermaier second right. base because if we if we throw there, no, Phillips is going to score. And, and say there's no the outs? There's no yeah. outs? So, yeah, you, you get Phillips out, out of there, but now you have men on second with one out. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. It really is. I tell you what, uh, Cavacito wouldn't be running the bases. Uh, I, I got to stop with the Cavacito hate. I know, buddy. Even though he's over 14 so far in his Cubs career. Hey, I'm telling you, over 250. Look at the career numbers. Another shot there. Speaking <laughs> of 250, D-Rob is batting exactly 250. Look at that. With the San Francisco are you Giants. Call, are you calling uh, Kapler? Saying, hey, don't put my boy D-Rob anymore yeah, up there. I need to the win this prop bet. Yeah. Get, get injured. He, I mean, he gets injured a lot. So that's, true. that's probably, that could certainly happen. Um, the, the last thing I want to say, uh, and, and I'm surprised you didn't bring him up. Mm. Michael Perez 
El Clutch. He does not hit like a catcher. No. No, he, he does, does not. not hit like a it's Zanino. Lovely. He does not no, he does not hit like a Rays catcher. <laughs> a Rays catcher of yesteryear. <laughs> he does not hit like Jose Molina. He does not hit like your boy Kelly Shopik. Or oh. insert bad hitting you Rays. Take that catcher. back. Gross. Uh man, oh man. And he is I I like his bat. The way that he goes the opposite field just slicing that from to left center it's so nice and he's done that so many times that's his actual swing you know how yandy goes oppo all the time Mm -hmm. just to right field michael perez likes to go left center right and it's nice and we can talk all day long about the importance of g-man Choi and brandon Lau in yesterday's game but let's not forget michael perez advanced the runner there Advanced yeah. Brett Phillips to third on that deep fly ball to center field. But I was certainly with his bat. I was very, very impressed with what he did. I mean, he was able to pull a 97 fastball down the line. And then in another yeah. at bat, uh, facing a lefty, he was able to hit a change up the other way or an off speed pitch the other way. I mean, the fact that you can do those two things is very, very special. Now, I want to see what he can do over the course of a 162-game season, how does right. that bat hold up over the grind and the wear and tear of playing it's getting better. the catcher position? It's getting better with more at-bats. Just, I mean, again, any baseball player will tell you, get me on the field, I'll feel better than just pinch hitting here and there yes. a couple times a week. Look, his numbers are improving. I know this is not great, but he's batting 214 right now. Don't even, uh, th- I totally ignore the numbers. Just look at what you're looking it, it, on the table. Exactly, thank you. Thank you. Look at what he's doing. I know, I, again, the eye test. People are going to crucify us here for, for, for dying on the sword on the eye test. But he just looks the part. He is a good hitter. Yes. He is a, and, and by good hitter, I mean he's no Ichiro, of course. But for a catcher in a Rays organization, mm-hmm. everybody should be clamoring for this guy to get more playing time. Uh, with that, I mean, are the days of Mike Zanino numbered? I don't know if A, he's Prop on the bet. roster next year, or B, if he's on the Rays roster next year, I don't think he's making $4.5 I think they'd bring him back for a smaller number. But that's just Prop me. Prop bet. Prop bet. Yes. Zunino is not going to be a Ray in 2021. Ooh, that's a good bet. That is a good prop bet, and I will take you up on that. I will Did you see what that. Cash said about Zunino and his oblique? Say? He was like, uh, "It's we're we're just taking it day by day, you know. Not a lot of to update, you know. Still, uh, some time to go. Ugh. Oblique. Yeah. He had that oblique uh, the season before he came to the Rays in 2018. Everybody's like, oh, you know, that's why his power was sapped. The obliques. Well, they're happening again. Yeah, power's going to be I, sapped. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't. Or are you? I, with that prop bet, are you suggesting he's not going to be on the roster in 2021? He is not going to be in the roster in 2021. I agree." I agree. And the listeners are very welcome to chime in and say whether they agree or disagree with that. One last little thing on Perez. Um, And we talked about his hitting ability. Defensive, some defensive things still need to be worked out. Yes. Um, What happened on Saturday with uh, Blake Snell, if you remember, Blake Snell struck out Brinson on a 97 fastball and it just, it it hits the top of Perez's glove and it's a pass ball. And we, we saw last week, missing the tag on Gio Rochelle. Like there's some things that need to be cleaned up there, being able to receive the breaking balls. It's still a work in progress with that. And that's where he needs to 
show that he can handle a pitching staff, yeah. that he can be trusted behind the plate. Because he, I think we all know that <laughs> you'd rather see him at the box, but do you rather see him behind the dish? And the Rays love a defensive-minded mm-hmm. catcher, so he needs to tighten that up. I liked B.A.'s uh, analysis on how and why he missed that pitch on, on the strikeout with, with Blake Snell. Right, the getting hit by the, by the pitch in the first inning kind of maybe PTSD him. Uh, yeah, so that, I think that could be it. I also think maybe the swing path of Brinson might have been a split second where it's all happening so fast, and maybe you just you, you kind of tuck that in there. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that might have been a little bit of a part of it. And this kind of, and again, we'll we'll close up here in a second, but. You know, with all the talk about robot umpires and, oh, catchers <laughs> won't be value valuable anymore, it's devaluing the – yeah, maybe a little bit with the framing. But, I mean, are, are umpires even paying attention to the framing nowadays? We don't know <laughs> what their strike zone is. I mean, they call balls strikes, strikes balls. Like, it's all over the place. But what we found out is even if there are robot umpires – the catching position is still going to be very, very critically important as far as being able 100%. to receive the ball, yeah. tag runners out at home. Uh, call a game. You got to call, gotta call a, game. a game, right? I mean, you yes. can't always look in the dugout and say, oh, fastball now? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not, yes, it might maybe a little bit with the framing, but don't be mistaken. Defensive catchers will still be very, very important. I mean, we, we just, especially with that, if they continue that ghost runner role, you better have a guy that can, you better not have a Gary Sanchez back there. That can't uh-huh. block a beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, what's going to happen. So uh, that's a, that's just another little note on Michael Perez, but I think as he gets more reps, more experience, yeah. it's one of those things that uh, should help him going forward. All right. Uh, anything else? I think we've, uh, we've touched on pretty much everything on this labor day. Yes. Monday. Uh, yeah. We are not happy. Happy off. labor day, man. Happy Labor Day to you as well. We're we're getting up doing the pod. Oh, this isn't work. This is this is yeah. fun time. This is fun will. for us. Yeah. So, um, by the way, if you're interested in advertising with the show and promoting your business or organization, email us at lockdownraise at gmail.com or text the word advertising to three three seven seven three. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now to your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful Labor Day. We'll see you tomorrow.